Hello, and welcome to the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and I'm one of the leading experts in online mediation. I have personally been mediating online for over five years now, and I have my own fully online family law mediation and coaching practice. Two years ago, after so many of my colleagues reached out wanting to know how I was doing it, I created the Learn to Mediate Online training program. And to date, I have personally trained thousands of mediators in how to successfully conduct their mediations through an online platform. As a leading figure in the online mediation movement, I am privileged to be on the cutting edge of developments and advances in online practice. And this podcast has been created to share that information with you. So tune in each week to get the inside story on how to mediate online. I invite you to now listen to today's podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today I'm going to do something a little bit different. Um, Today's episode is the first of a multi-part episode where we are going to walk through digital marketing for mediators and dispute resolution professionals in particular. Um, And this is a topic I know that many of my colleagues and friends are not particularly excited about, but hang in there. I'm going to walk you through it with baby steps and explanations that hopefully are going to make this easy for you and you're going to understand why getting online, which is really what digital marketing is, is so vital for a healthy and thriving mediation or arbitration or any type of practice or business these days. So for those of you who are listening, that's great. I am going to describe everything in great detail so you won't be missing out on content. I do have slides that I'm going to be showing for those who want to watch it on video. Please feel free to use whichever you know uh, access is easier for you. But if you wanna see the slides, go on over to the Learn to Mediate Online YouTube channel and you can watch the video. Um, that lives on the learntomediateonline.com website. So you can just go there um, or listen to it. Cause as I said, I promise to be going through this in, in good detail so that you get all of the elements of what I'm talking about. And really why I want to talk about this is the, the practice of dispute resolution, the profession of dispute resolution is thriving at the moment. There are more professionals shifting to a dispute resolution practice now, I think, than any time, at least in my career. And there are a variety of factors that lead to that. But it does mean that we have more people out there who are doing what we do and yes, there's a always enough, you know, sadly enough conflict and disputes to go around, but we all want to be sure that we are attracting the right kind of clients for our practice and getting them through the door or through the virtual portal so that we can help them resolve their disputes. So we'll talk about digital marketing. This is, again, the first part. So you'll be tuning in again next week and probably the week after because it's a big topic. And that's why I wanted to break it down for you all. I will tell you this is a topic I get super excited about. Um, And so anyone who knows me and has seen me do one of my presentations about 
you know, websites or social media or digital marketing or any of this knows I can get pretty jazzed up over the topic. And I just want to explain before we get started why I get so excited about it. And that is because one thing that I have learned in the past three, four, five years is that digital marketing works. It works. It brings people into your professional world. And another aspect that you may not realize today is it's also going to expand your professional world in a myriad of ways. So rather than have this be something that seems unknowable or scary or time consuming, but not worth the effort, I just want you to know, you know, five years ago, my practice was very traditional. I had absolutely no social media presence. I know those of you who are out there who think all I do all day is post on LinkedIn. Nope. Five years ago, I don't think I had a, a LinkedIn profile. Um, certainly didn't have other social media accounts except the ones I used, you know, to follow my stepkids and know what my family was doing. Uh, no podcasts, no, you know, website that I knew had new content on it every week, every day, in fact, my, my websites. So it can work. It has helped me to expand my practice far beyond what I ever thought it could be. And so I want to help you to do the same thing. And so I'm making this special series. So let's get started with what digital marketing really is. You know, what am I talking about? And I think people don't really even have a clear concept of what is meant by digital marketing. To me, it was always like marketing that like had pixels in the pictures or something like that. Digital marketing merely means outreach through the internet, through online outreach. And that can be your website, your blog, your social media, and your virtual outreach. It says here, you know, outreach, but it's your virtual outreach. And the plus is, as our world has gone virtual, we have more ability to do outreach. It can be through your website, your blog, your social media. It also can be speaking. It also can be attending events online. It can also be sponsoring events online. I mean, there's a million different ways. So it's really an umbrella term for all of your online marketing efforts. And key to this is things like, you know, doing well in Google searches, right? For those of you who are SEO um, savvy, you understand that search engine optimization. So when people are Googling, say in my instance, uh, divorce mediation, I want to be a, you know, my website to be one of those that pops up or my uh, content that's out there in the online world. But there's also email, believe it or not, email is considered an online digital marketing outreach. Um, and it can be incredibly effective. We'll talk about how you're going to be able to do that in one of these later episodes. But there's also your website. I, I get very excited about websites because most people create that darn website and they don't go back and do anything to it for years. Um, I recently did a webinar and when we got to the part where we were talking about websites, I you know closed down the slideshow and put everybody back up on the screen. I said, okay, everybody who has new content on their website in the past month, please raise your hand. And I must have, there were about 50 people in the webinar. I think I had one or two raised hands, one of which was mine. Cause I, as I said, I always have new content um, and, and when we we get to the website part of this, I will let you know my secret for having new content on my website every single day. But, you know, so I'm talking about your website. I'm talking about email marketing. I'm talking about 
um, all of the different things that you can do through the internet that can reach potential clients, that can expand your network. Um, and one of the key factors is in knowing, you know, I'm just going to speak broadly right now, in knowing which of the channels online to use, should it be a blog, should it be social media, should it be this, is going to be because you are going to take a deep dive into who you are trying to reach. Who is your potential client? So instead of doing what I call the throw spaghetti at the wall um, approach where you try everything and burn yourself out and exhaust yourself, you are going to tailor your marketing approach to whom you are trying to reach. Um, and it may be more than one potential client or one potential outreach, but you'll have different strategies for each one. So let's talk about the strategies. Um, first, I do want to just point out a buyer's journey for you because I think that this is something that we all jump and think that people go online looking for a mediator. Let's use a mediation. So, right. So, oh, I've got a dispute. I need a mediator and they go online. But there's a great deal that goes into their thought process actually called the buyer's journey that goes on before that. It's a three-step process generally. The first step is what they call the awareness phase, the stage of awareness where they realize they have a problem. Now for mediators, um, potential clients, that may not be, oh, we have a dispute, we have a lawsuit, we have a conflict, we have something that needs to be resolved. It may be, wow, we aren't going to get a trial date in this case for a year and a half and we need, you know, that is a potential loss to us of time, effort, and money. We want to resolve this more quickly. The awareness stage can go well beyond just the, you know, this broad scope, I have a dispute that needs to be resolved. So once they are aware, well, gosh, we've got this problem. We need to get this thing done sooner rather than later in my example, now they reach the consideration stage. And that is where they define their problem. They really dive in on it and they start educating themselves. They start doing uh, researching options, how they're going to solve their problem. And let's take one guess, winner, winner, you know, who can figure out where they go to do their research. They go online. And so that's going to be right where we have that av availability to get to them. But then finally, now they're going to get to step three, which is the decision stage. Who are we going to hire as a mediator? Who are we going to get as an arbitrator? How are we going to move forward? So you aren't necessarily always just doing outreach to the decision makers or the decision stage buyer or client, you actually have potential to draw them in in the awareness stage and the consideration stage by how you craft your approach. Um, and we'll talk more about that as we go along. But seminal to marketing is having a strategy for your marketing. And again, I talked about that spaghetti approach. That spaghetti and see what sticks approach can work for people. I know a lot of people who do go in that direction, but you do, I mean, this is effort. Um, you can do a lot, let me say, a lot of digital marketing for zero cost, but that's illusory if you're thinking at zero cost because there's time and effort that will go into this 
And even if you're doing your own outreach, much as I do most of mine, it takes a, de a great deal of time. It takes a great deal of effort. Um, and you'll see why as we start going through this and setting it out. So there are reasons why before you start just doing things online, which almost everyone I know is, oh, I'll just go start a LinkedIn profile and posting things. Oh, I'm going to start a blog. We take a step back. I promise you this will be worth it. You want to set your strategy first. So th there are essentially five considerations that you should look at in setting your strategy. I'm going to go in depth through a couple of them that I think are the most important. But overall, why do you want to do the digital marketing? What do you want to do? Do you want to write? Do you want to create? Do you want to speak? How are you going to do it? Are you going to do it? Are you going to hire someone to do it? Are you going to do a mixture of both? Are you going to have, like I did, your teenagers teach you how to use social media? There's a lot of different ways to get that kind of education. What do you expect to happen? Here's a big one. You're going to do all this effort. What is it that you want to achieve? For most of us in our profession, as a dispute resolution professional, or as an attorney, or as a business person, we want clients. We want people to hire us. It may be that you also have products to sell, courses, books, things like that. But overall, really, we're looking for people who have disputes that need to be resolved. And then key to all of this is you have to determine when and how you're going to measure success. How are you going to know if your digital marketing is achieving your goals? So you may have done everything. You've thought about why, what, how, and how you expect it to happen. But if you aren't able to measure the success of what you're doing and have you know, sort of benchmark time periods in which you're going to check, how do you know it's actually working? Um, it is really important to be able to check on those aspects so that you know whether all of that effort you're pouring into it. And I'm just going to give a quick example. I mentioned LinkedIn earlier, and I was talking with a colleague recently, and she has been very active lately on LinkedIn, posting a lot of content, um, all different kinds of things. Um, and we were talking about the fact that she's she's building a good following She's getting her name known uh, for uh, her certain area um, of mediation, and she is getting a lot of likes and follows, like people are seeing this content. But then I asked her the key, you know, what I think of as the key component. I said, is it getting you clients? Are you getting clients through LinkedIn? Are people reaching out to you? And she stopped and sort of tilted her head and thought about it and said, no, not really. And so that's that aha moment where she had done, you know, why did she want to do it? She wanted to get clients. What did she want to do? She wanted to build her presence on LinkedIn, post on LinkedIn. How was she going to do it? She was going to put out posts. She's been doing two or three a day, um, you know, really targeting her message. And what she expected to happen, I think, was that people were going to reach out and hire her. But she never stopped to measure that success. And so she's been putting this effort in. So that doesn't mean it's not worth making the effort. It means you got to take that step back and go through some of the things that we're going to go through in this series before you start throwing the spaghetti posts on LinkedIn at that wall.
right? Think of, of LinkedIn as the wall and think of a bunch of posts that aren't getting you what you want as your spaghetti. So let's move on to the next topic because I, I do want to hone in on the why, because there are various whys as to why you want to do digital marketing. And I know everyone jumps up with the, well, I want to get clients. And that's this, you know, lead generation. You want to generate new potential clients. You want to reach people you've never worked with before and have them come in. But there's before that, there's brand awareness. And we'll talk more about brand, but let's think about brand. I mean, you just want people to know about you and your services, what you do for them, what you can do for them, because it's not just necessarily that you're reaching new people. You want to be reaching people who may need your services, may know someone who needs your services, and you want to build your presence in the world of, again, we'll stick with dispute resolution, you want to build your presence as someone who's in the know, who is an expert in this area or your area of expertise so that people know about you. And then you may want to, and here's something that many people don't think about, but you may have something additional to sell to existing clients. So you have clients who've already come to you once. There's the obvious, perhaps they'll have another dispute and come back. But they also may be a wonderful referral source. They may be a wonderful source uh, to give you uh, comments that will help you then in your digital marketing effort to attract leads and raise brand awareness. Or as I mentioned earlier, and this is what's happened very much in my career, is you may find that you have additional things that you can provide to them. So you may be able to then help them do something beyond the dispute. Um, find professionals to help them with the wraparound services. Um, write a book about how to thrive after divorce and help them move on through their life. You know, there's a myriad of different things and this isn't necessarily what I want you to hone in on but be thinking about your why because you may have a very different why I just went through the general whys of a dispute resolution professional you and your business could be entirely different and you may have different aspects of your business that are entirely different but put pen to paper and think through your why then again let's go back to measuring success because I think this is actually that important. You need to set not just a measure, but also time periods, benchmark moments when you're going to check and say, okay, I've put in a month of effort. What did I expect to happen? What did happen? Do I consider that a success? Do I need to tweak and change or drop, right? So you should be making your metrics tied to your goal and always have that time limit. Um, a few examples, you want to have X number of people reach out to you from a piece of your downloadable content. Something that you put out there as a, I have on my website a downloadable list of the financial documents you should pull together um, if you're thinking about getting divorced. And so you create that, people can download that, that's digital marketing, it's got, it's branded, it's from Susan, it's in my colors. Um, is it, are people downloading it? That's one, you know, great, it's getting in people's hands. Is it having people, is it getting people to reach out? Something to be thinking about. There might be a percent of your former clients 
coming back and buying your secondary product. So again, your book, your program, your additional services, someone else's services within your firm or business, if that's something. Um, Here's a really good one when we get to the social media part, especially as you're building your presence, um, a percentage of follower growth right? More people are following you each week, meaning you're engaging with them. They find your content interesting. And so they want to see what more you have. So they follow you on social media platforms, on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. And so you said, you know, I want to go up a hundred followers in the next two weeks. Is that achievable? Are you getting close to that? What more can you do? And it gives you part of how you're going to do things and why you're going to do things. So you will constantly be tweaking your approach as you go through your benchmark times and and measure that success. There are really five keys. So we've we've sort of been talking about them, but I just want to summarize here for you. There are five keys to creating your marketing strategy. Again, measurable goal. You want to Know your audience or audiences. You may have more than one audience. Um, So it would be, who are you trying to reach? Are you trying to reach um, potential clients to fill the seats? Are you trying to reach potential referral sources? Are you trying to reach colleagues? Know who your audience is or audiences. Know your brand. And here is where so many of us fall apart. Um, we, Hey, I'm a mediator. I'm a family law mediator. And that's it. That's what we know about our brand. Our brand goes much further than that. We're going to talk about that in just one minute. But you need to know your brand. So important. If you are the same as everyone else who's a divorce mediator, why are they going to pick you? You can, another key to creating your strategy is watching your competition. You can learn so much from other people who are doing it well, so much. And so that may mean following other people's accounts on social media because you think they're doing it well. Going and checking out competitors' websites and see what they are doing well. I'm not saying to copy them. I'm saying to see what resonates because your message is going to be different than your competitors and that's going back to your brand. And finally, and really importantly, I've referenced this before, you need to stay on top of your analytics. You need to know whether or not you are actually hitting the metrics you're hoping to to meet. You don't want to be taking the time to put a lot of great content on LinkedIn that isn't getting you anything other than the, the, I guess, the, the satisfaction of, you know, getting a bunch of likes or having people repost you. There can be benefit to that. It may be building your expertise, building your presence. So I'm not saying there's no point to that. But if the goal is to get people to hire you, you have to be playing that longer game that, well, if more people know about me, then they will be referrals. And so you're going to want to gear your messaging in that in that fashion. And then I, before we end for today, and uh, you know, this will be a multi-part series, but I do want to end with branding. You know, this is something that people don't do. And I always liken this to when a couple comes in for a divorce mediation and before they've even talked about what they have, 
one of them usually pulls out an Excel spreadsheet where they've already divided everything up. And it's, it's all set. This should be super easy. I've already decided what's fair and this is what's going to work. And they've jumped ahead of dealing with, you know, everybody's interests and what there might be, quantifying the marital estate, all that stuff that I talk about all the time in family law. Um, I only use that as an example because we as professionals, when we go out there into this online marketing world, we go out without considering our brand. And there are, you know, sort of, I, I'm going to walk you through an exercise to build out your brand. But first, I just want to point out, really, branding is, is a, a recitation of how you, as a professional, meet your client's needs. What is it that you do? Now, there's a lot more in that sentence than you might think. It's how do you meet your client's needs? So each one of those is a separate thing that we need to pay attention to. So the first step, and I would like you all to, you know, if you if you can do this, take a piece of paper, take a pen. You know, we don't we don't write very often anymore, but it, this I this is an exercise where I really feel like putting pen to paper can be super helpful. If not, then consider using your keyboard. But what are your distinctive benefits? So what is it that you do oh so well? And this is more than I'm, you know, a first rate mediator. Why are you a first rate mediator? What experiences as you, have you had? What cases have you handled as a mediator? What types of cases? What are, is there a type of case that you particularly deal with well? Um, have you had a great deal of experience that helps you? in your dispute resolution? You know, were you a litigator for a long period of time? Were you a family law um, parenting expert? Uh, now you're mediating parenting disputes. I mean, that type of information. There should be three or f to five benefits that your customer, your client gets from choosing you, that they wouldn't be getting from someone else or that your combination makes you unique. And those are called your value propositions. You've heard them before. It's a very marketing-y term, um, but it's your value props, right? These are what you in particular offer and it's what sets you apart. There's also an additional element of what will you always do for your clients? So think about this one. I always want you to be thinking about what your clients are seeking and then how you meet that need. And they call it in marketing, like meeting the pain point. Meeting, you know, I, I, again, my, my point of reference is a divorce. But one thing I know for people in divorce, a pain point is that it's going to be really acrimonious. So one of my, um, my key propositions is that I am going to work with you to help you create new pathways to communication that will help you to reduce conflict in your ongoing relationship as you go forward and co-parent. That's the type of information. So think to what they're worried about. It's going to cost them a ton. It's going to take a long time. They don't have a subject matter expert as a dispute resolution professional. A myriad of things. You know your field. Sit down and think about it. What separates you from that comp the competition? What are your value props? And now you're going to take that and put it all together. Take those three to five value props and 
what you always are going to do for your clients and put it together into a paragraph, three to five sentences that puts it all together. It's going to be your unique message. And here's where you're starting to get to your branding. I'm the kind, caring, considerate divorce mediator, whatever. I'm the fast, easy, cheap divorce mediator, uh, whatever those things might be. I don't, I don't suggest going with fast, easy, and cheap. But think about those different aspects because that's very powerful. Your branding, your tagline, you know, your, your messaging to your clients is the key to attracting the clients that are going to find you and find you compelling. And now that you have a paragraph, it's time to edit. You have to get that down to one, one sentence. Get it down to that tagline status. You know, Bill Green the mediator that cares for your family the way that you do and you know something along the lines that will that will clearly capture your value props and what you want to say to your clients in a quick short sentence and that's going to take some working we'll hone it in later episodes but i want you to be thinking about these things now as we get started in this series so it's going to be exciting to walk through this with you all i hope you got a good start and are ready to start thinking about your branding as we move you forward into your digital marketing strategy i'll see you again next week Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of the Learn to Mediate Online podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, and if you liked this episode, please give me a five-star rating and tell me what you did like in a review. Join me each Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. to hear another episode, and be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss one. Send me your questions and comments at susan at learntomediateonline.com. And you can find out more about my trainings and programs at learntomediateonline.com. I'll see you next week.